0: Escape the dungeon
1: Hello everybody, this is Escape the Dungeon, the podcast, where we ask you to join us as we explore the world beyond the world's oldest role-playing game. My name is Mike Cripps, and I will be your host and game master, and I am joined by three stellar players: Zach Brass. Hello. Dom Brass. Yo, what's up? And Nate Brass.
0: Hi all. Today I will be playing Cypher. (laughs)
1: each season we will be playing a different tabletop role-playing game this season we are playing scum and villainy a forged in the dark game published by evil hat productions guys i've uh i i want to give our audience you know a chance to get to know us as players at the start of these episodes get to know us as people uh, get to learn our voices. Very important. So, um, I've I've prepared uh three questions that I want to ask you guys uh, up here at the top of the episode, um, and you know just uh you know e- each of you is gonna get a different question, um, and, and it'll give our audience a chance to learn a little bit more about us. How does that sound?
0: Oh, that sounds like fun to me.
1: I'm mean, nervous. Uh, yeah was... sounds.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nate uh my question for you scum and villainy is obviously a game inspired by great space operas many of which have iconic alien and robot sidekicks who's your favorite sci-fi sidekick Ooh,
0: that's a tough question too bad i didn't know you were gonna ask me this i would have to go with uh marvin the Martian. not marvin the martian just marvin From Hitchhiker's Guide. The robot. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. It it
0: (laughs) goes off the tongue. You just say Marvin and you're like, the (laughs) Martian. You just want to say the Martian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Marvin. Famous, sad robot. Very good choice. A very good sci-fi sidekick zach my question for you uh in this game where you're often asked to perform jobs of dubious legality who's your favorite fictional criminal not necessarily sci-fi just in general
0: oh man that's a tough one i'm uh am definitely a fan of the joker he's
1: Ooh, fun he's twisted you know,
0: classic uh classic cartoon joker
1: the the clown prince of crime He grew on me a lot. (laughs) Uh, Did you have an unframed uh, Dark Knight poster uh, hanging on your your wall when you were, uh, you know, in college? (laughs) No, no, no Dark Knight posters
0: for me, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Uh, That was a crucial part of my college experience. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Dom, uh, I've got a question here for you. The Procyon Sector in Scum and Villainy is ruled by the Iron Fist of the Galactic Hegemony. My question for you is, do you ever feel that the government doesn't have your best interest at heart? And if no, what have you done to change that? Do you think you've done enough? Can any single person do enough by themselves to make a real difference in the face of an uncaring, oppressive system? (laughs) Um uh i'll make your answer
0: snappy um (laughs) i don't i mean it's kind of a big question i think i thought i was gonna
1: get like more of a you know a character question like the other guys i think those are about three equivalent questions okay um go on i guess um um you know
0: uh just do your civic duty and no nothing's gonna change we're all doomed the uh Galactic hegemony is going to uh, Control us all for the rest of our lives
1: Dark <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know Millennials Some words of hope From uh, from Dom That <laughs> okay, start well, the yo, episode
0: I... It wasn't really a fair
1: question <laughs> <sighs> You guys ready to play? <laughs> yeah, let's get going Let's go <laughs> Welcome to the Procyon Sector! We last left our heroes, the intrepid Captain Crash Jordan, the self-proclaimed greatest pilot in the galaxy, Cypher, and mysterious mystical Dr. Gorpheus in the thick wilderness of jungle planet Akiti. They are on the hunt for an apex predator, the Grand Feraniki, but first they must survive a clutch of carnivorous plants that are looking for their lunch. Join us now as our crew seeks to finish their job and return safe to the Phoenix 13! Ding, 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 ding.
0: All right, boys, you ready? I say, stepping and staring into the sky. Just from exactly <laughs> where we left off.
1: From exactly where we left off. Well, before we get quite where we left off let's talk a little bit about some game rules yeah rules, so, um, <laughs> rules. we are now in the the you know the real job phase of scum and villainy now uh we ended last episode by doing the engagement role to determine basically how good of a position you are Uh, That you are in to start the job and you're in a risky position, which is, you know, kind of standard. But there's a few other things uh, that we've got to talk about before we jump into the action. One of those things is that uh, I need you each to declare your load. Uh, Load is a term in the game to determine how much equipment you have on you, how much stuff. You don't need to declare now exactly what items you have on you. You can kind of reach into your bag of holding infinite pockets and pull out whatever you need when you need it in this game. But you need to declare ahead of time how much weight, how much load you are carrying. You've got three options for this and you can each choose individually. You don't all have to be the same. But uh, you can either have a light load, a normal load, or a heavy load. And what those things mean is... Um, Someone can tell just by looking at your characters roughly what level of load you have. Um, if you have a light load, you kind of look like a, just a bystander, a person that isn't obviously up to anything. If you have a normal load you look like you are up to no good. You look like, you know, somebody on a job, a scoundrel of some sort. If you have a heavy load, you look like you are ready for war um, and people know to keep away from you. Um. So with the, that in mind, uh, what load level do you think your characters would have uh to start this job well see here's the
0: thing we're on jungle world right
1: yeah that was my thought process (laughs) i say we all just go for a heavy
0: load on this one yeah we're gonna go heavy i think
1: yeah you can all go heavy if if one person wants to go a little less they can but by all means uh if If you think that heavy is the best, uh, you can go ahead and and mark that on your character sheets for this job.
0: I I mean, guys, you know I'm always down for, like, let's all bring all the weapons. But we are, you know, walking through a jungle. Do we want to be, like, heavy heavy artillery? Are we going to lug this stuff around? Dude, you talk like you've never seen a Predator movie obviously <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah no i mean look exactly we're going through a jungle and it's a sci-fi so if we need to we could just like you know call the ship or something i don't know how it works but
1: <laughs> Give yeah. me. I'll, I'll... scotty I'll throw this out here as well, just to, in case this changes your mind any. Um, heavier load is going to slow you down a little bit. Mm. Um compared to a normal or light load like a light load you're actually a little bit faster of course all that's narrative you don't actually have fixed movement speeds but it might come up if you're trying to like outrun something or or catch up to something then i think for our
0: plan maybe i should go with a lighter load and then you guys go heavy load okay yeah no that makes sense Um, and then i pretend to be uh, a sexy a sexy lizard panther <laughs> <laughs> okay so is I'll a good go plan. light load then um, alright I guess I'll go heavy then hologram perfect that will deal heavy and audio deception running as I stalk through the woods
1: Well, and let's talk about that then, Nate. Because um, to start your plan, you guys did say that you were going to use some kind of equipment. Um, So what I'd like you guys to do is mark your appropriate equipment on your character sheet. Um, This is a game where you can kind of always have what you need on you to a certain extent, but you can only pull out enough things to, to, to add up to the amount of load that you're carrying. Um, so going into this job, some of that load between the three of you is going to be spent on the equipment to disguise your motorcycle. (laughs) We say motorcycle, your, your like hover bike. Um, and, um, something to, to produce this audio. Um, so what, what, uh, who wants to mark those, um sounds like you could use things like you know hacking tools repair tools to spy to gear spy gear yeah um okay
0: yeah all right sure I i'll think the, uh mark I think the spy are, gear yeah
1: i think those are two separate pieces of equipment so between the three of you i'd like you to mark mark two boxes of load okay
0: i'll uh i'll
1: mark hacking tools great okay
0: i get I'll, I'll do the spy gear i guess i guess if it's for the disguise it i'm assuming
1: yeah yeah that that makes sense to me um great so we'll dive into the action here as crash jordan cypher and gorpheus are being surrounded by these moving carnivorous plants Um, this is in, in, uh, maybe a more traditional fantasy dungeon crawl game. Um, this is when I would ask you to roll for initiative, but that's not really a thing in Scum and Villainy. Um, instead of moving into a specific combat encounter, you're still just in the job mode. So... When there's an obstacle like these uh, carnivorous plants, I'm just going to ask you how you think your characters would deal with this, and we'll resolve it from there. So, with these carnivorous plants surrounding you and starting to lunge at you with vines and tendrils and there's like a giant snapping Venus flytrap head... What's your first reaction here? What do you guys do?
0: I'm going to take out my heavy blaster and shoot them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just big old space laser gun and just
0: start aiming down and just trying to see if their uh, little heads explode into plant matter when I shoot them. <laughs> just trying to waste these things. Yeah, I mean, you know, are you kidding me? This thing's jumping at me. We're in a space jungle... I'm kind of feeling pretty cool right now, you know, (laughs) going through the jungle. Uh, Definitely just like, yeah, are you kidding me? This is the perfect time to use this. How often do I get to run around fully loaded and just waste shit.
1: <laughs> yeah so um whenever you want to take an action and i call for an action roll, which is what i'm gonna do now it is up to you guys to determine which of your many actions you would like to use um so zach looking over your character sheet which of your uh which of your actions do you want to take on this
0: I mean, I feel like scrap suits, right? I'm just, you know, let's, let's, I'm shooting these guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, scrap is sort of the just classic, uh, get into a fight action. Um, it doesn't, really make a difference whether that's melee or ranged or whatever um so yeah you pull out your like two-handed heavy blaster and start firing away the next step of this uh, is going to be, uh, as the GM, I declare what the position and the effect of this role is. Basically, how risky of a situation is this, and it is risky, that is the game term uh, for the current, uh, the current position, and uh, how effective this particular tactic is going to be to accomplish what you're trying to do. I think pulling out a heavy blaster and firing at a carnivorous apl- a plant is about as effective as it could possibly be. So for this roll, your position is going to be risky and your effect is going to be great.
0: Awesome.
1: So now uh, you are going to roll a number of d6s equal to the amount of dots you have in your scrap skill, and you will take the highest result of those d6s. Can I give him a help action for an extra d6? You can. At any point, you guys can help each other out if you can describe how you're doing so. Um, that will cost you a resource called Stress. Stress. To aid someone, you are going to take one stress of yourself. It's sort of like a hit points resource. Not really. Um, but how is Cypher going to assist, uh, assist Captain Jordan uh, as he shoots this plant?
0: I think Cypher is going to uh, ride right at the carnivorous plants on their speeder bike And kind of like swerve right out of the way to kind of cause them to lunge uh right into the path of captain jordan's uh shot i feel like that's a a move that they they go for like jordan's uh calls like a command like
1: duck hunt or something and then we just go for it (laughs) uh yeah so as cypher zooms by these plants to sort of make them recoil into line for uh jordan to shoot at um so uh zach you will get an extra die on your scrap roll bringing you up to three dice uh what do you get i rolled a one a four and a six a six, so that is going to be just a full success. Uh, no consequences. You do it. You blast away a couple of these lunging carnivorous plants, and they do, in fact, just explode into plant matter and pulp, just flying up into the jungle air. Um, so what is going to happen now is we're going to talk about clocks um everyone uh, just bear with us uh we're trying to go a little bit into detail about the rules and mechanics of the game but we're gonna get faster as we go just uh the first time that something comes up we're gonna explain it a little bit um And so I am going to start a, what is called a progress clock. Uh, So this is going to be like a little pie chart that I am going to give four segments. And uh, when all the segments of this pie are filled, when all the segments of this clock have been filled, uh, you will have fully progressed with this obstacle past it. Um, So this is going to be a four-segment clock called Clearing the Carnivorous Plants. And because that was a success on a risky roll, you do it, you are going to get one segment of that clock filled. So basically, uh, you can think of it like a quarter of these carnivorous plants have been dealt with. (laughs) Six gets only one filled? Shit. That's not good.
0: Oh man, you guys should really get in on this. This is this is great. I say shooting the heads off of more carnivorous plants. Ooh, we can make we can make a game out of it. Whoever gets the most uh gets a bigger cut or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so eloquent, Captain Jordan. <laughs> uh, so as a, a, a segment of these plants are blown away, they're still more lunging. Uh, what is Gorpheus doing as uh, Cipher helped uh, crash deal with some of those?
0: Uh, Gorpheus is gonna take out his stun baton and and he's gonna swat at the, the plants. I've got you, Captain. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to stun them. We can do this without, you know, actually having to damage the integrity of the wildlife.
1: <laughs> I'm going to try to stun the plants. Uh, and what action would you like to use to do this?
0: Uh, Well, obviously, I would be using scrap.
1: Yeah. Uh, how many dice do you have in scrap? I have one. All right, so go ahead and roll 1d6. This is going to be still a risky position. Um I think a stun baton is going to be a little bit less effective than a um than a uh than a blaster. So make this standard effect and I you know what, I'm going to fill a second segment of this clock because uh crash did have great effect on that roll. So you are two out of four.
0: So sorry, am I risky here?
1: Yes, the position is still risky.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, uh, I'm gonna turn around and, uh, and help him by shooting it if he misses, basically, because he said, he said he doesn't want to. I'm doing it. You could say it's helping. He was he said something about the integrity of the wildlife, and I was just like, ha ha. <laughs>
1: uh sure so take one stress uh crash and uh, give yourself an extra die on your scrap roll
0: okay i'm just i'm gonna roll it again keep that one yeah i was based, gonna keep that yeah. one i'm just gonna roll it one more time to see if i super crit or something i guess that is a thing if you roll two sixes it's okay i did not roll two sixes i did roll one six though
1: uh, great. So uh, that is a six again. You just do it. There's no consequence to this. Uh, you start hacking away at these carnivorous plants as uh, as Crash starts pointing them out as he turns around, firing away as well. That is going to give you one more segment on this clock. Uh, the the plants are. Almost pushed back, but there's still that one very large Venus flytrap head that is sort of moving around like a snake almost before it starts to lunge at Cypher. Cypher, what would you like to do here? I think Cypher's just, uh like, not even
0: shooting or like attacking any of these things they're just weaving in and out like having the time of their life um and i think yeah they're just they're they're zooming they're having fun Uh, i think they're gonna go for a drift dodge
1: uh sure so what action are you gonna use for this um i think that's gonna be a helm a helm roll to control my
0: bike out of the way of this uh swiping mouth
1: yeah, and so you're you're trying more to, not not uh directly, you're not like ramming the the plant. The, the I think Cipher is not plant. the
0: the muscle of this crew, and uh like they probably tried to get the like attention of this plant so that they could dash away quickly, and then the others could just get away from
1: a distance. Yeah, so go ahead, make your helm roll. Um, Because most of the plants have been dealt with, I'll bump you up to a controlled position, and uh, that will give you standard effect on this roll. Uh, That's a five. A five. So because you are in such a good position with this, where you're really just dealing with this, uh, one remaining large carnivorous plant. Um, you, you have an option here, Cypher. You, you're kind of revving your, your hover bike, waiting for just the right moment, but you realize that the, the, the plant is coming right for you and you might not get quite as clean a look at this as you might like. So you can either, with a five on a controlled roll, you can either withdraw and try a different approach, basically use a different action other than Helm, but, uh, to, and try another th- action, um, but without any other consequence, or you can succeed at this but suffer a minor consequence. Could you quickly
0: tell me how resisting a consequence works?
1: I would love to. Um, <laughs> anytime I give you guys a consequence as a result of a die roll, you can tell me, Mike, I don't want that to happen. Uh, and you can roll to resist it. But... Um, there are three kinds of resistance roles that you can make. You can maybe think of them like saving throws from other kinds of games. Um, and depending on the kind of consequence that it is, it will determine which of those three resistance roles you make, either an insight role, a prowess role, or a resolve role. Um... You can kind of think of that as like mental, physical, social. Uh, They might not always perfectly align with those things, but it's the basics. Um, And like I said, if you don't want uh, to take a consequence, you'll roll whichever one of those three I tell you to. You'll take some stress by resisting the consequence, but you'll reduce the stress by the result of your roll. So you potentially could take no stress and totally avoid the consequence. Let's try that. Uh, sure. So, and technically you don't even have to choose now until I tell you what the consequence would be. But you you realize you don't get a perfect uh, look at this thing as you're revving your engines, but you decide to go for it anyway. And, um as you you rev there's like a kickback of of space exhaust and jet fuel that causes like a large loud booming sound that sort of breaks through the uh, mating calls that you are producing through your rigged up, hacked up sound system. And so the consequence I'll give you here is that I'm going to start another clock. This is going to be a six-segment clock, but it is going to be vigilance awareness. If you recall, you were told about a group of strange mystics who patrol the jungles to try and keep out outsiders here. And they might become a little bit more aware of your presence here unless you want to resist this.
0: I want to try to resist this. Don't bother. (laughs) Do it! Um, Resist it! This is the most important. I have my starting ability as a uh, pilot is Ace Pilot. You have potency on all speed related rolls when you roll to resist consequences of piloting gain one uh dice
1: okay all right
0: okay so i have an extra so, d on whatever this is
1: yeah and so you uh you throttle your engine throttles the right term right i know a lot yeah, about engines you're good uh, <laughs> uh nailed it you th- you throttle your engine you you blast through the jungle as this thing uh lunges after you and you turn at just the right moment as it uh then like plummets into the side of uh, of a large jungle tree. And as it's dazed for a moment there, that gives Captain Crash Jordan and Gorpheus enough time to blast it and pummel it with their uh, stun baton and blaster until there is nothing left of these carnivorous plants in this area. You are going to need uh, to roll to resist that consequence. That is going to be a prowess roll uh, because it's a consequence of helming. So you will roll a number of dice equal to however many dots you have in, however many first dots you have in prowess skills. Uh, And you will gain an additional one uh, from your special ability. I got a four. Uh, A four. So So two more stress. Yeah, so you're going to suffer six stress minus the highest result, so you're going to take two stress from that. And so the plants have been cleared. Uh, this, this little grove you are in here in the middle of the jungle uh, has no more immediate threat from these carnivorous plants. So because uh, Cypher has resisted that consequence, Vigilance uh, remains unaware of your presence and your plot here. So, now that you guys have a clear grove free from these carnivorous plants, what, what's your plan here? You're just going to sit and wait and see if you can get one of these creatures, one of these grand Faranikis, to come and try and mate with your speeder bike?
0: I mean, obviously. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that was the whole the Cypher, plan. The idea is for Cypher to keep kind of on the move a little bit. Um, uh, moving around because try and find them a little bit and attract one yeah and then they're kind of hiding
1: out are you guys on speeder bikes as well do we have how many do we have uh because this is one of the upgrades that you guys took um as being bounty hunters you each have your own personal land vehicle great then yeah
0: yeah i mean we all have speeder bikes yeah of course we're using them why would we not <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Well, we would be a bunch of psychos. Trudge through the jungle on a heavy load without the speeder bikes. Yeah, uh-huh. no, we, we <laughs> wouldn't agree to do that. That no. would have been crazy. <laughs> no, no. See, so, yeah, no. I think they're following me at a distance. Uh yeah. So we're we're keeping a distance. We could also get a two seater if one of you guys wants to. Oh, can I get like the gun on the back? I don't know if my character would be into that, but I have a. Large gun that you could shoot from the back. There you go. Yeah, heavy blaster with like. So you guys are in like a two seater, and then yeah, I mean whatever. Like the Jack and Daxter two seaters, you know, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, so we can say that you guys have one two seater and then one one seater, or are your land vehicles? But let's uh, let's just establish that now.
0: Yeah, seems cool. Yeah, that's fine with me.
1: Cool. Um, So you're going to let Cypher sort of go ahead uh, and try and create this distraction while Gorpheus and Crash um, sort of trail behind and keep an eye out? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to call for an action roll on this um, because you're still in a dangerous position here, right? Uh, you're still in an untamed jungle planet where you know that there are threats beyond and including the very thing that you're hunting. So what what action skill would you guys like to use for this? What do you think makes sense?
0: I would suggest skulk to sneak about. I, I think that makes sense for what uh, Crash and I are doing. Yeah, we should be skulking. Yeah, because we're kind of sneaking around. I have no points in cipher but... here. I have. A, I'm piloting, and I have a point in skulk. So okay, there we go. Uh, I <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's a way I can help you skulk. Uh, rake the. I don't know. Could do you have a an insight? I, I, the closest I can think is a tune. Maybe I could try to cut. <laughs> I don't know. Just commune with nature or something to try to perceive things. But no, I don't think I could really do anything for. Oh, skulking. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Soon, we can make that work.
1: I will give it a shot. I mean, uh so Dom, do you want to do an actual attune action or are you just assisting uh Crash with his skulking by attuning? Those are kind of different.
0: Oh, I uh, yeah, I guess I uh, yeah, I figure I'll, I'll do the assist. I think I'm just trying to perceive and see, like, try to kind of um, sense nature to see if this creature is coming, but I don't know. Do we all need to make our own action? Are we making three actions?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, it, it it depends on what you guys are trying to accomplish and who's doing what, really.
0: Yeah, you could direct us. You could use your tune to try and find the way to go. Yeah, but like, you know, we're reaching with like, what can I really like? Because the magnetism powers, that's one thing. I don't know what other freaky way powers I have. So I mean, the way is the force, isn't it? Yeah, it is the force. So I'm just going with it. I'm just going to try to attune with the way and see if I can. Can I locate this creature and monitor our positioning? Yeah, no, that sounds like the way to go. I see what you did there.
1: Um, y- yeah, so yeah, I kind of sounds like that. That's more of an assistance thing right now, to um, to to either uh crash or cipher, um, as being sort of the guiding here. I don't think you necessarily need to roll on that at this moment.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll just uh, try to assist
1: but but I mean that's uh, important to establish that that's what Gorpheus is doing um and you know maybe I'll call for a roll on that later um and w- what is what is cypher gonna do here? what is Cypher's plan? Cypher's plan is speed so they're going like full speed like just blasting through the jungle.
0: I mean, if Gorfius is, is is attuning to tell us which direction to go, like Cypher's going as fast as in that direction as, as we would need to go. And like the idea is to stay uh, fast enough on the move that like we're not ever stopped for something to actually attack us. Like you're much more likely to attack something that stops for a drink than you are something that's running through the woods.
1: Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, um what what skill would Cypher like to use for this? Helm again or do you have something else in mind here? I think just Helm. Okay. Uh so you can go ahead and give me a Th- This is going to be a risky standard roll. Uh you can if uh Gorfius wants to take a point of stress, you can get an aid from him a uh, tuning and getting a bonus die from that, and I will I will offer you a devil's bargain. How does that sound?
0: I love it. Yeah, I'll take uh... stress.
1: So, devil's bargain is uh, I'm offering you with my hands outstretched a beautiful golden die that you can add to your pile, one extra d six for your action roll. But in exchange, I get a little something-something, too. And uh, what I get is an unavoidable, inescapable consequence that is going to happen. Um, this could be a lot of things, depending on the situation, but the important thing to remember is that if you agree to this devil's bargain, there are no takesies-backsies. Um, if I say the devil's bargain is that your mom finds out about this and is super disappointed in you, that happens, there's nothing you can do to change it. You can maybe... Do
0: we get to know what it is beforehand?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing an I'm just throwing an example out there. Um, so I my devil's bargain for you here is that I will tick one clock of vigilance vigilance awareness regardless of the result of your action because you're just moving full speed through the jungle. Let's do it. I'll take it. Okay. So I will tick up the six-segment clock up to one. Shit. Ah, uh, that's a five. That's a five off of your four dice.
0: Yeah, your extra die that you you gave me was a one.
1: Uh, my beautiful golden one. <laughs> <laughs> it was rigged. On a uh, risky role a five is you do it but there's a consequence maybe you suffer harm maybe there's a complication in the narrative maybe uh you're just not as effective or you end up in a desperate position okay throw out a suggestion no you can't i mean n- okay. normally you can but i know <laughs> what what this is going to be in that you are going full speed through the jungle as as um as gorpheus is you know on the two seater behind you eyes closed feeling the power of the way coming through the jungle just telling you left Right, left, straight. Um, and you are just, you're flying on instinct, right? Which is why you don't see that underneath you, or uh, in the path ahead, there is a snare. And you hit that snare. Not a snare, really. More like, hmm, we'll call it like a proton mine of some sort. Oh my god. And there is this burst of concussive force that erupts underneath your vehicle as you spin out whoosh, 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 through the jungle, coming to a, a halt. You're uninjured, you don't take any harm. But you do wind up in a desperate position as your vehicle comes to a halt and you can feel the warm breath on your cybernetic neck cipher as when you uh, look up, you see climbing down a tree is this like 12 foot long scaled four-legged, feline creature with, like, a frilled, (sighs) lizard-like neck. (laughs) Yes, perfect. We found one. It opens its wide maw, and you see three little tongues extend outward as it... (laughs) at you. Oh, God. Meanwhile behind cipher watching them spin out on their vehicle and the grand faraniki descending crash and Gorpheus, you come to a halt as well right after right before where that mine had been placed and you can see coming out of the woods with, like, makeup on their face. Not, not makeup, like, like, disguise mud stuff. A small group of hunters, including, uh, one that you can see has just, like, scarring, scarification all over his face. <sighs> Damn fools blew the trap before the beast could Uh, bring it down fast as a group of hunters raise their large blasters. And you are now in the middle of like a three way conflict. Oh, shit. What are you guys going (laughs) to do?
0: I love it. Okay, well, have they spotted us?
1: Yeah, super. They super spotted us. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Half of them have their guns pointed at Cypher. Uh there, there there are yes, yeah. In fact there's there's like three hunters that came out of the brush that have their guns drawn and pointed, sort of mixed at at both the Grand Fariniki and Cypher, and then there's two more that come out to flank either side of you. Uh, y- y- uh, Crash and Gorpheus uh, on the vehicle. Now, now, gents, we don't need to, you know, kill each other. Hello there, my friends. You are in a desperate position.
0: Yeah, we're just... We're just tourists! I think we're here for the same thing as you. But, well, you could have this one. We'll get the next. How's that?
1: The one, uh, takes the space safety off their gun as they point it at you. I don't know who you are, but Razor doesn't look too kindly to other hunters interfering. And you see the scarred man says, Pay attention, you idiots. We're facing an apex predator. These fools can wait. As uh, they start blasting and the uh, the lizard thing, this lizard cat creature leaps off the tree over a cipher on the stalled speeder bike landing in the middle of all of you and just is starting to swipe its claws wildly at everyone here. What are you all doing?
0: Uh, Captain, I think we should maybe keep our distance a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, so
0: I'm going to immediately kind of maneuver our vehicle, uh... You know, kind of out a little bit in to the woods slightly, and sort of, uh, you know, over to the other side, so that they kind of lose track of where exactly we are immediately. Like, so that we can kind of take advantage of the situation. Just create some distance, put some cover between us and like the bad guys. Exactly.
1: Do you want them to to basically lose them entirely, or just trying to create... No,
0: just make it hard to follow our movements.
1: No, 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 just,
0: just, just, you know, a little bit of cover, you know? Like, we're in a, we're in a jungle, you know? I mean, I figure we can- Just, yeah, like, we're passing through trees. It's not like they can't follow us, but now it's just a little bit harder. Yeah, but they're paying attention to this big thing, and, you know, maybe, like, we might sort of- be able to get the jump on them a little bit because they're distracted and they lost track of where we were yeah and and i want to while he's doing this i want to assess the situation so i'm basically i'm looking for cypher and seeing how to make sure he gets out safe
1: yeah i mean you you see cypher cypher you are on the the vehicle still your your land vehicle your hover bike is mostly okay. It seems like it you triggered more like a stun mine than anything else. So there's no permanent damage to the vehicle, but it's still like stalling out as uh you see this apex predator uh in in the middle of this group trying to like swipe at people. Some of these hunters are like jumping out of the way, firing, but the the their laser blasts are bouncing off the scaled hide of this group creature your two friends are kind of hightailing it out of here it sounds like um
0: so cypher is going to uh push on their chest as a fine small herbot pops out and starts like flying in like kind of at the face and like hovering around uh the grand fariniki and just like kind of like producing kind of camera flashes at it to kind of just like stun it for a little bit uh as cypher tries to quickly uh fix the issue on this speeder bike so that they can uh keep moving
1: sure uh so cypher what action would you like to take to do that i'd like to take a rig check sure um to
0: do this quickly enough before it kind of is able to swat away my erbot and come for me
1: sure um so you are going to be in a desperate situation right now and uh i think this is ultimately going to have limited effect um because a little erbot or a little erbot flashing light at this thing is not maybe the best distraction uh considering the situation um but the good news there is that because you are taking an action in a desperate situation, you get to actually mark some experience uh so because uh rig is an insight skill you can mark one uh box on your insight skill track there are six spots there so basically when you have taken six desperate insight actions you will level up your insight and be able to put a a point in uh an insight skill of your choice cool so uh how many points you got in rig two dice two dice. Uh how do you feel about that? Does that feel good to you or uh are you trying to get some bonus dice here? Uh, I think I'm good with two. I think I can handle it. Okay, you you can always uh take two stress to push yourself and get a bonus dice. Bonus die. Uh you can always ask for a uh a devil's bargain if you want one. Um I think your friends are running away and aren't really able to assist you though on this one but hold on I have an
0: idea knockout drugs could could that be a tranquilizer
1: uh it could be how how uh, how effective do you think a little tranquilizer dart's going to be here
0: no not a little one like you know an elephant's tranquilizer <laughs> <laughs> it's a full on <laughs> item it's it's knockout drugs as part of your load it's just as heavy as a whole uh, repair tools or a detonator or a blaster.
1: The the knockout drugs actually do not count as load. Uh, anything in italics uh, is zero load, which means you can effectively always use those at any point, basically. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, so wait, what, I always uh, have a victory cigar. F- <laughs> funny enough... Um, the, the rule book actually does say with the knockout drugs may be less effective on uh some xenos which uh, I I'm gonna say definitely applies to the apex predator of the jungle gotcha
0: I think it applies to me too <laughs> <laughs> uh what about uh shooting a tranquilizer at uh, the main dude the what's his name razor is that his name yeah. Yeah, Razor.
1: Uh, yeah, you want to shoot a tranquilizer at Razor and just let the let the creature <laughs> gobble him up.
0: <laughs> uh, we can use him as a distraction. It'll be fine. Oh my god!
1: You know, I think that's actually going to be like two separate actions. Uh, but I love that idea. <laughs> um, so, uh so first, give me that that rig roll. That is a. You got a six. That is a six on a desperate action. That's about uh, as good as you can do in the situation, um, and in fact, you do it. Um, the 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 dr- little drone starts to fly around and uh, snapping <laughs> photos or whatever it is that it's doing to to cause these flashes. Yeah, it's just like flashing, like bright lights to kind of like yeah,
0: mess with it.
1: The Grand faraniki you know, much like a cat seeing a laser pointer is distracted just a moment. Um, and you are able to quickly, you know, use your repair tools to, uh, punch your, your speeder bike into overdrive and, uh, get it back in, into the air, uh, and start, tearing out of there um and you are able to group up with cypher or you are cypher with gorpheus and uh crash um as crash well, i don't necessarily want to group up with them like i want this grand fariniki on my tail i want it chasing me
0: okay good idea cool Ooh, cool. that cool. is a good idea
1: uh so the grand fariniki starts chasing after uh Gor- or Gosh, I will get your character's name right <laughs> at certain points. Uh, the Grand Fin Fariniki does start chasing after Cipher uh, as they speed away on their hover bike. Uh, Crash, you have your uh, knockout drug laced blaster, uh, or I guess it wouldn't be a blaster. Um, it would be you know more of a traditional projectile, uh, blow dart. Uh, yeah, yeah blow dart. <laughs> It's literally a blow dart. You have it locked and loaded and ready to fire at Razor, but now you see the Grand Faraniki chasing after Cypher. Uh, do you still want to take the shot? Do you want to do something else?
0: Oh, no, I'm still taking yeah, the, shot. the shot. Yeah, take the shot. Are you kidding me? There's no reason not to. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, um, so what action would you like to use here?
0: I I would think, I don't know, does scrap make sense for that? You know, I mean, so I, I am attacking him, basically, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think scrap makes as much sense as anything here. Um, so go ahead and make your scrap check. You're still in a desperate situation, um, but this will have standard effect.
0: I think I'm just going to take two stress.
1: Take two stress to push yourself and get an extra die?
0: Yeah, bonus die, yep. Yeah.
1: All right, go ahead. Oh,
0: let's go. And it worked, because that final die turned out to be a six.
1: That will be a six. Uh, That means you do it. Uh, No consequence for this particular action. As you launch your your blow dart, your knockout drug-infused projectile, into the neck of this scarred-up hunter who has just enough time to yank the the needle out of his neck Uh, get them before falling to the ground unconscious as the rest of the hunters turn their attention to the two of you as the as the grand fariniki chases after cypher and i think maybe we call it there huh Maybe All maybe right. that's yeah, the end yeah. of the episode. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I was ready to keep going, but I think yeah. that's a fair end to the episode. It's a good spot. I just you know, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be ready next time on Escape the Dungeon. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope That you've been having as much fun as we have. Tune in to the same podcast channel. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. End the episode. Thank you for listening to Escape the Dungeon. Escape the Dungeon is created by Dom Brass, Nate Brass, Zach Brass, and Mike Cripps, with editing and original music by Tyler Neal. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. To find us on social media, go to pod.com.